0: On? Oh, on. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the, the second pubcast. Today we're in the Knights Templar in Bristol. Yes. What are you drinking, Jeff?
1: I've got the Hogsback, Hog well, IPA, in a, in a bottle. In a bottle. I yeah. got you a glass, but you're not drinking it. In no, a glass. no, bottles good. You can. And we're, not, <laughs> we're also joined by uh, Nigel Baker, who's desperate to say something, but but far too embarrassed, which is not like Nigel at all. So. No, no, I'm not embarrassed at all. It's so a thank you for the introduction. <laughs> um, so who are you two? Are <laughs> we not set?
2: No. Well,
1: so I'm, you are. I'm Paul Goddard, and I'm, I'm Paul Goddard, and I'm drinking. Uh, I think it's still called dry blackthorn cider in a pint of glass. Ah, sophisticated. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are Jeff Watts,
0: drinking your Hogsback IPA. Jeff, what did you just tell me about IPA? Uh, from what I understand, it's it's uh, from when we uh, were shipping it, beer over to India during the uh, our colonial period. And in order for beer to survive the long journey by boat, they uh, increased the hop content to keep it, uh, stop it from going off. And uh, a new version of beer was born. I quite like my hoppy drinks, so um, I quite like my IPAs.
2: Oh, lovely. I myself have a some form of cider. same, right, as, you. same as me. Right back. Blackthorn, dry, dry Blackthorn. classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for having
1: me on your podcast, Scott. Nigel's guesting with us today. I'm very happy to be here, thank you. Yes. I used to track down the bear. Yes. The, agile bear. the Agile bear. Follow the bear,
0: what i like to say. You're a busy man, busy man. We're very privileged to have some we are. time with you.
2: very privileged. Um, very so, what have you privileged. been up to? <laughs> what have I been up to? Oh, work, as always. Um, I have been uh, recently over in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Uh, the recent Scrum Gathering.
1: We didn't go to that, so yeah. you can
2: tell us all about that. Uh, you, you were one of the few people who didn't. Uh, yeah. There was, I think it's the biggest Record Scrum Gathering. Turner, was Record th- turnout. Yeah. Biggest Scrum Gathering ever. I think they said 1,000, over 1,000 people. And how many of the responses? Far too many. Um, <laughs> thank you Jeff, for dropping me in it straight away. Uh, I would say that there was a very um, uh, uh, merchant-esque quality oh, to the merchant. start of the conference, mm. with a lot of sponsors telling us how sponsory their sponsoring was. Yes. But they were very nice people for doing so. But you would say that conferences don't happen without sponsors? Uh, well, they can do if you get a thousand people there. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, true. So, uh, I, I, I like sponsors, I couldn't get a whole one. Um, <laughs> Uh, I would suggest that they were a little bit heavy on the sponsors, but I'm sure uh, they'll learn from that lesson. What was the content like? Very good. Very good content, some actually. Some particular
1: highlights? Um, some Half particular of your own, highlights. Obviously.
2: Of course, I did a, a session there myself. And I was the score? What was it? 4.9 out 4, of 5. 4, that's incredible. It's 9, got, well, actually, 4.93. Um, yeah. So, oh. I would have got a higher score, I think, if only um, oh. I had got a higher score. So, so <laughs> 98.6%. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Good maths there, Jeff. No one could tell you are a trained accountant. Um, so, yes, it went very well, my session. Uh, I don't want to say awe-inspiring and life-changing. Uh, so no, but it probably was. It probably was. Um, but a lot of the other sessions were mm-hmm. equally as good. There were some uh, interesting sessions there. Uh, I got a lot of uh, value out of the sessions as well. Uh, I'll be honest, we've been doing this so long now. We've all been in this stuff over a decade. And so sometimes the conferences are great for the corridors and the open space. Yeah. But the actual sessions, you kind of know the topics. This one has a few topics that actually I was semi-aware of or yeah. not not skilled in and so i found them uh, really useful to me as well and um, cool. so it encouraged me to buy loads of books when i got back
0: that i probably won't read okay uh, that's the, the best thing we could do okay well what was your what were your big learning points from it then what were takeaways? What, what what did we miss what did we miss out miss i think A couple of
2: things that were interesting for me from the entire conference was um,
0: this idea of uh,
2: reinventing organisations, holacracy, um, what's his name, Claire Graves, uh, writers on uh, uh, leadership and organisation styles, sort of really expanding away from Scrum and getting more into what's the shape and ethos of, well, even beyond agile businesses. Uh, Some of it I think is really interesting and very applicable. Some of it I think is interesting and not very applicable, and some of it sounded like complete bullshit. But still very interesting. Yeah.
1: And so I think that, for those of so us... Was, was there any drawback, any reference to how Scrum facilitates that or enables that, or is it just purely a completely new concept?
2: Completely new concept. Um, I could see how we could use Scrum to achieve those aims. Right. Um, a couple of people there spoke about how um, some of these ideas sort of supersede Scrum. And I think that was, they were coming from a slightly old-school mentality. Yeah. I think they were thinking of Scrum as being sort of team-based, project management framework thinking and, and and thus they need to go beyond that which of course is true mm. uh, but Scrum isn't that, and the idea of the meta framework, the idea of yeah. a tool to inspect and adapt as a, a change management tool was overlooked by some of them but not by all. But generally it was useful information. Uh, whilst I wouldn't do it all, I found it useful to have and I think those of us in that sort of enterprise coaching area, that organisational change stuff. Not just training or coaching on the ground, but actually at the senior levels, mm. I think some of that stuff could be useful. Though I do get a bit scared. Um, some of it is. I know we all. We have terms in our own space that people could laugh at, like sprint and backlog, and all this. In some of those um, leadership models, there were some terms I think that I wouldn't use the terms themselves with leadership. No, you know, such as come on. This organisation is teal. Or oh orange, oh okay. you know, I, I wouldn't use those those colours myself. It sounds and uh a little bit the the, the concepts are brilliant um i think the actual terminology will be very careful with jargon uh, yeah so i think is that a holacru- holacracy thing Holocracy is not the same sort of thing but similar in that similar sort of space oh,
0: absolutely so, i haven't done enough reading on this that's one of the great things like, the, you know, you're well read and you know you know you well, I, have,
2: uh, well read. I bought the holocracy book yeah but you're not just i bought the reinvented organizations book if i, have read I <laughs> haven't quite opened them yet <laughs>
0: um but, but I, you know you know course, you do read a lot Yeah. uh, my poor understanding of it it seems to me that that's that's an answer that's come from another part of the world Mm. to the question of how do you scale Scrum within an organisation it's a different way rather than thinking about how do you scale Scrum this is a leadership model from an organisational
1: perspective that might
2: be compatible Yeah, I'd imagine so, some bits are, some bits aren't Um, well I think it's even more than not beyond Scrum, beyond Agile just how do you run a modern Mm organisation so I think in our space we could draw from that but we shouldn't just follow it slavishly because actually in some of the work they do they're ahead of our thinking but some of them are actually behind so I think we need to take those ideas and complement them with our own belief systems and uh, principles and ideas and methods. And I think that synthesis will produce some pretty good was, stuff.
1: Was that a theme to the, to the gathering as a whole? That people moving more into that kind of wider enterprise thinking level state, or is that just what you intended? I, just what I attended. Okay. I think
2: I think it was a, 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 a subtext. So maybe not intentional. I have to check with the um, the, the gathering chairs. Did a great job, uh, but I. Read that tone at the the, 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 the especially in the the training retreat stuff. Okay, cool. It's so, yeah, so worth going. Worth yeah. going. I also got to go to Universal, which was nice. Ninety minutes, seven rides. Theme park.
1: <laughs> That's pretty Robert good. Go. Pretty
2: good. Yeah. So. Um, Did you throw up? No, no. I I have, a, I have a constitution of an ox or a bear, as we might say. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm here all week. by the buffet. <laughs> What I, would, what I would say is um, putting conferences in good locations makes it far more attractive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Especially. the last Alliance gathering was Phoenix, was it, or something? What, in the US one? Yeah, US one. Uh, the one no, before was New it,
1: Orleans. It was, it was Phoenix.
2: Because yeah, the one before was New Orleans. The one before that was Las Vegas. I went to Vegas. I went oh, to Orleans. Good. I loved the conference. I loved the environment.
1: I didn't get a Phoenix. Because, frankly... Phoenix is just golf courses, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's a golf, yeah. It's a big golfers' golf paradise. Yeah. I wouldn't have time I for golf. I don't play golf. I don't play golf either. Don't Next
0: sorry. one, though. We
1: have We have played Some golf. Yeah, we have. We have played golf. Some of our f- funniest memories <laughs> are on the golf course. I <laughs> know. enjoyed it. Uh, listeners, if you ever do get the chance to, to watch Nigel Baker play golf, it is a sight to behold. <laughs> I, mean, well, yeah. I will say that in my um, uh, when my,
2: my parents passed away uh, 18 months ago or so, and I was clearing the house and I found old school reports mm-hmm. and one of the reports was about physical education <laughs> and it said Nigel is very enthusiastic very enthusiastic <laughs> but not very agile oh really yeah <laughs>
1: without the word the word use. agile was there wow. I actually
2: tweeted it for the world and now isn't the joke on them now no, no, the joke? I am fully agile the joke, I, the joke you, is on you them you can't see this but I actually have my, my, my legs behind my head in the yoga <laughs> position at this very moment demonstrating my suppleness mm. um, maybe we'll put some photos up afterwards to prove it but maybe, maybe maybe not
0: maybe not so that was the gathering we should, actually, we should, we should make sure we take a photo
1: yes mm. we'll do that mm. that would be useful for the people listening to this yes. to, to, to yeah. prove that it did happen then, yeah. to prove
2: that we were here yeah. so all in all gathering I'll give a good 8 out of 10, good. Good. Good out of 10. that's good um, I'm you, you don't
0: normally do 9 out of 10 10 out of 10, You're, that's, that's, yeah, a out 10. A that's a good score in a bad
2: it's a good score in NPS net promoter score not a great school, but no. in the UK, UK promoter school, eight out of ten yeah. is like saying it changed your life. Yeah, yeah
1: pretty good. So uh, we don't we don't do ten out of ten in England. No, nobody likes a perfectionist. Yes, Jeff, any uh, anything interesting from you this year? Anything in the front? What Nigel said that, that sparked her? any interesting thoughts in your head? Um,
0: I, I was sad I missed it. I was actually in Orlando. The week before the conference, family holiday. Yeah, you were out there, no? uh, So I was flying home, probably as some of the people were flying out to, uh, to enjoy the, the local theme parks and such. And, uh, so yeah, it was a bit of a shame that I couldn't stay out, but uh, I would have been there for well over a month and that, that would have been far too long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll get it, I missed it. Um, I do
1: enjoy those things. Scaling, <laughs> um, th- you brought up the subject of scaling there, which is an interesting one. Um, so, what's your view on, in terms of, is there a right way to scale Scrum? Is there a wrong way? Probably. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, no, I'm far from an expert on this kind of thing. Um, the,
0: the organizations that have done well generally just try and create the conditions for successful teams to replicate um, and grow. And actually, the best organisations I've seen have actually reduced. They've reduced what they do, Mm. um, rather than try and. If you have got a thousand people, rather than try and get a thousand people doing Scrum, Mm. actually, probably don't need a thousand
1: people. Mm. Mm. Um, And that's going to be a a hot potato of a topic. It is. I I think there's more with the whole scaling issues, or the, the whole scaling conversation. There's more potential for controversy than there is for you know for harmony in terms mm-hmm. of it. and I think that scares people slightly and people and I've gone on record we spoke before about this this um, people searching for the the perfect model searching for the the blueprint for success, mm. and even at, we, we all worked at BT, and I think it's fair to say we didn't have a blueprint to work from. Nobody, but, nobody at the time did. But BT wanted it. They wanted. Oh yeah, the everyone still craves the
2: blueprint. Yeah, um, the, the the if you just do the. For me, it comes back to that. Um, so again, I'm, <laughs> again, a subject we're not. I'm not expert in, but doesn't stop me commenting on it. Um, Dave Snowden's Kinevin. Yeah. Um, the idea of different, the sense making tool. Uh, yeah. Different ways of working and different approaches, to different styles of work. You know, it's a large projects so are complex. They're not even complicated, they're complex spaces. I'm trying to pretend you've got a repeatable methodology or a repeatable algorithm or, or recipe that you can run yeah. in there. I think it's doomed for failure. I think we've got to really understand there are some good practices at size. There, we need to get some sort of meta framework at size to inspect and adapt that what we do and then we need to let the rest of it be a bit flexible you know i can understand people's want for scaling method because a lot of people haven't scaled they've just bolted on their traditional program management mm. stuff on top of scrum and created sort of death marches but i'm not sure a half-assed scale model is really what we're looking for you know I, I i just get very concerned that they're sort of compromising agile principles and and, and our beliefs well, when when, yeah
1: when a lot of these frameworks and I'll say it like like safe uh, are suggesting more rules, more artifacts, more structure, more hierarchy, more whatever it might be, more complexity, that's gonna bring, in my word, in my opinion, that's gonna bring more of the wrong behaviors. Well it doesn't yeah. it doesn't allow teams
0: to self-organize. Mm. So whereas you just look at the, the organic unit of an agile team, the, the primary focus is to try and create the conditions where that team can can collaborate and and self-organize amongst themselves and that takes a lot of time that takes a lot of effort and and trust and and time and then the next challenge is well if you've got two teams to try and avoid the natural temptation to put someone in place to coordinate those two teams because if you do that Okay, you might feel safe. You might feel like there's control there. what you're doing is you're undermining those teams' ability to self-organise. Do
2: you remember back at BT? We ran that massive simulation every week. Oh, joining the dots? Joining the dots, twice a week. You'll have to tell people. Oh, this is fantastic, by the way. There was a simulation, about 120 people every time, I think. A minimum, actually. About about 10 people a team. 12 teams yeah. or more, each building a real Heath Robinson-esque contraption, <laughs> doing loop-the-loops with balls and Marbles, spinning, and yeah, yeah. trying to get a bar- marble from one end of an area to another. That's right. Now, the idea was... So um, each
0: team's dependent upon the other. Then? Correct. Yeah. yeah. They do
2: not realise this at the start. So each team works independently uh, in the first cycle, building the greatest thing they can yeah. to get a ball from one end of a, of an area to another, yeah. doing as many tricks they can, building as many stories and so loop-the-loops, working on tracks. Yeah. And then at the end of the first sprint, they discovered they need to all working in unison. They need to actually put their balls into a, a trough at the yeah. same time. So in order, team, was it? In order, yeah. They had to 1 to 12. Team 1, then team 2, and they would always get the wrong order. Yeah, And I would always see two patterns occur at the retrospective after the first iteration or sprint. Yeah. They would always say, oh god, we didn't think of the end to end. And it would always be two patterns. One pattern was the teams would say, man, we really need to think of the end to end. And the other pattern would be We need someone to think of the end to end. Yes. And you'd probably get some mug project manager, (laughs) normally quite young in a suit. They see this as their great opportunity to show their success. They grab a microphone, stand at the front of the room, and say, Right, guys, Team 7, Team 7, stop (laughs) Team 7. No, wait for Team 6, Team 2. No, Team 2 needs to speed up. And at that point, 119 other people in the room stopped giving a flying fuck about (laughs) the end to end. And it was always doomed to failure. And this is my concern with. General warning yeah.
1: parts, like <laughs> may Trigger warning. Make, bad make language. Language. bad language. Explicit language. I was
2: told I could swear in this podcast, yes. by the way, so I'm, so I'm really sorry. It's the only way we can get nice it. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that um, doomed to failure. So removing that responsibility. Just made the teams feel less responsible. Yeah. So there's got to be and an element in charge.
0: Yeah, and the risk is That's on That's the there. classic, um, the apprentice problem, isn't it? The, the whole mm-hmm. Alan Sugar, Donald Trump-style programs where someone has to be a project manager. And they, yeah, they they Yeah, if it fails, then it's on them. If it succeeds then they're the hero. That kind of culture is something yeah. that is still actually encouraged yeah. in many organisations. Yeah.
2: Or even even but with safe, because we know a lot of the safe guys, and they're good people. It's just the tone, they may not even mean that, but the tone yeah. of the work and how it's presented gives that implication to teams. It's like the Kanban, you know, um, the the respect current roles mantra, which is a very good mantra, but too many people use that as an excuse to not change management positions. You know, the, the team will change, but I will stay your manager, as I always have done. And so we've got to be very careful with what we do. We don't mean certain things to happen in our community, yet the way we communicate it and the way we articulate it can cause people to take the wrong the wrong message and it's why I do I don't want I'm not a huge fan of less you know large scale scrum by Baz I and better, Laman, I but I think, I think it's better yeah. mainly for the experiment driven concept the yeah. idea of running experiments to find your own shape I said to uh, Baz Baz Vod at one of these conferences about less you know large scale scrum with this this, so this E's been added in. So I people. said they should actually, yeah. <laughs> magic E. Um, which magic, magic. Yeah, I'm, we made that joke because most of the listeners no. will not get that joke. are you, American uh,
1: listeners, if there are any. Uh, you will not get the magic get E joke.
2: Um, but anyway, but I say they should use the E. It should be large, experiment-driven scale scrum.
1: That would okay. be e- L-E-D-S-S.
2: But experiment-driven, you could hyphen it and make one <laughs> word. Let's not yes butter here. It's <laughs> <laughs> not, not throw blockers up. Sorry, man. Um, but the idea is, is that uh, again, you to understand that there's no one model. Yes. There's no perfect methodology. You need to run experiments and find the right shape for them within the belief system we have. Else, they'll just create some. Well, it's interesting. Death I,
0: I can yeah. we use emergent or, or evolutionary instead of experiment. So, it I... Could will be
2: evolutionary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe was emergence better? Because of course, evolution doesn't have a direction. Okay. so evolution is like semi-random mutations and that's what we've always done with organizational change
1: um so I, I think i prefer emergent but i like the difference
2: large emergent scale scrum
1: so it's similar to uh, a company i've been coaching recently this um i talked we talked about on the last podcast um was a company called maiden which um have had some success but they i deliberate as a coach there i deliberately didn't them access to or hint uh, to any of the kind of frameworks that have been applied elsewhere consciously to say find out for yourselves just just literally see what try some stuff out see what works see what doesn't work and i think part of the success they've had is because they've built something that works for them through trial and error yeah but um, it's not perfect and they realize that but it's it's they haven't copied they, yeah they haven't plagiarised that they've just literally come up with something themselves which is working for themselves and they feel the ownership that all four scrum teams that they've got that have, four scrum teams own the transformation, the the, the growth, so all the ideas that come out of how to grow further are coming from teams rather than coming from some recipe or something.
2: You improve most when you solve your own problems. Exactly, yeah. Uh, But my big thing, is not even safe, it's how people are copying Spotify. Yeah, it's they're the treating moment, like yeah. the, 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 the gold standard. standard. And there's some great stuff in Spotify as well, but they take it and try and apply it like an algorithm or a recipe. If I call if something skilled, yeah. I am now it agile. Yeah. It's is, it is that, that, that mentality, I think, that simpler, obvious I, I don't, algorithmic. Not, it's certainly to not challenge. Spotify's
1: fault, because Spotify no? I've always no. suggested that yeah. this is a, just a case study of what's yeah. worked for us. Yeah. But yeah. people jump on that. People yeah. jump on the, that perfect Yeah. Well, not perfect. Well, it's a short term, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's a sort of laziness. It's a need. And if it's there, yeah. then I'll, why well, go through the pain of, you know, the, the phrase that always comes up, isn't it? Is, don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Just, yeah it's take a lot well too yep. But, hold on a minute, actually, in this situation, you probably do need to invent your own type of wheel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, but even things like Prince Two in the old, olden days, old Prince Two, now <laughs> far, far in, 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 in decline. Um, even Prince2, you know, people would say to you in the, you did the, you did the course, I did it years ago, they would say, um, oh, by the way, Jeff, why did I end up doing a Prince2 course? Do you <laughs> There's a
1: story behind that. As There's well. a story behind that. Quickly, what's that story? I ended up a want to do it. Yes. <laughs> what did you do instead? I went and did a CSM course. Where
2: did you do your Certified Master? Where? Jeff? Where,
0: yes. In America. In Boston. Oh, in Boston.
2: Yes. In Boston. Yeah. Where did nice I street. do my Prince2 course?
0: somewhere somewhere equally
2: uh, equally exciting. It was in a very it? nath, um, low-end hotel. Near uh, no, near Bath, actually. <laughs> so Bath wasn't too bad. Um, but but, but it's, it's only like 10 miles from your, from your yeah, home. And yeah, and it was a very low-end hotel. Yeah. But the first thing they say is Prince 2's not, uh, it's, a, it's a toolbox. It's not an all-in-one solution. People treat it like an all-in-one solution. There's no thinking, just do Prince 2. I think Safe tries to say the same thing. They say we're not an all-in-one Word toolbox, except no one takes it like a toolbox. No,
1: yeah, people uh, don't. People it, will take it as. I haven't yeah.
2: heard that.
1: As yeah. That's what I. was told. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't yeah. yeah. been on a safe yeah. course, so I, I, I'm speaking from a level of ignorance here. But do they? Is there like with Prince 2 You get a big manual. Yeah. You get a big, mm. a big yeah. textbook yeah. that you're supposed to with this. this annotated and, and kind of decorated with post-its yeah, on yeah. and earmarked pages for the, exam, to, yeah. for the exam that you take is it a similar thing with safe do we do we know or is I, it, is, is I, it? i've
2: been told um anecdotally multiple times that the safe courses depend on who trains them right but they are very slide heavy okay and very content heavy right so there's a lot is there of an exam
1: with it is there an exam the exam I don't know
2: I haven't seen one, and maybe there is. Maybe I haven't heard. of there Maybe is. people can let us know. Someone we'll, we'll can let tweet. us know. Please, please email Paul uh, <laughs> oh, and let him
1: know, or, t- um, or, or tweet me rather. Tweet either. him. Yeah, tweet him on We should actually. That's something that we should do at the end of this. Is is say our Twitter Twitter accounts in case people don't know. That's just what people or what tend you could really do. do, do on say, say your Twitter accounts now. So my, you can tweet me, um, uh, Paul K Goddard at Paul K Goddard. You can tweet Nigel. What's yours, Nigel? At Nigel E Baker. Or you can tweet Jeff. I think it's Jeff C. Watts. You think? Well, Why I did we all like use the middle initial in it? Why did we I do this? I copied I him. <laughs> <laughs> I based mine off my old BT
2: email address <laughs> of 10 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, hey-ho. So, yes, I think... would love to hear from you. Love to hear from you about that. Um, so, scaling. Yeah. Have we done scaling? Can we move on? Yeah,
0: we have to move know. on. What else have you up
2: <laughs> So... I've been up to. I've been to that conference. Yeah. Um, since then. Since then, what have I been up to? Oh, I've been a, 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 a client of mine asked if I could do some masterclasses Ooh. for their um, uh, 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 agile people. What's that uh, ma- masterclass? Account? Well, they sort of also just extra classes, and I sort of came up with this masterclass concept. Thought I, I thought, what would I love to teach people outside of certified courses? Mm-hmm. What would I like to sort of give Are them? They scrum it, masters, a, or some would mm-hmm. be Scrum masters, products, or just. Agilely people, but where would I take that next step? Yeah, where would I where would be the next step for them? So I came up with sort of a high-level curriculum for six or seven, okay. just one-day or half-day sessions yeah. on certain topics. I think you know, if you um, learn this and all this kind stuff, of things. things like well, from as simple as story mapping and impact mapping, yes. you know, some 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 tricks, some gimmicks, you know, that you can use. Yeah, uh, everything up to sort of lean, you know, and agile coaching. Yeah. as a concept, you know. Just so, stuff that
1: you don't get to, to get across in a normal, you know, bog standard course. But you
2: would get across, like, uh, coaching, for instance, things like Socratic questioning, I would cover in a Scrum Master training course for half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. It'd be good. nice to spend two, three hours on that yeah, yeah. and actually go deep, do some simulations. You how, know, long, how long are these classes? Though. How long is it? A- I, I, I don't know, but I would think between half a day and a day for each subject, you know. So spending a day on one thing, half a day yeah. on another... So not, not huge deep dive, long-term coaching stuff, but something between training and coaching, something more yeah. interactive, more role-play, more simulation-based, so They can actually dig beneath the, the concepts and actually
1: really apply them. Uh, it, it's interesting, what, what, are pe- what do you think people that are attending that, what would they be asking for? Because we've, we've asked ourselves, I mean, Jeff and I have asked ourselves similar questions before, is that, because we did similar, kind of, more advanced classes mm-hmm. once upon a time, which may well come back at some point but just recently we asked people what do you want what do you want to learn about what do you think what was your have you asked those people are you taking a bit of a punt on what you think they'll need to know no I have asked
2: so I tend to post training courses find out what talk to people but say what course do you want what interests you, exactly what do you want to learn what do you want yes not what do you want to buy or what do you want to go on a course with, but what do you want to know more about and I was trying to pick some things out of those areas and things also that I think, so the idea of the masterclass was six or seven classes, you do five of them, yep. you know, so I can actually f- not force them, but there are some things that they may not want to learn about that I think they should learn about. Yeah. So stuff like that I think would be quite interesting. Topics where I think this would be good for you if you knew a bit more about this stuff. Okay and so uh, like change agents being an actual change agent organisational change many people don't want to learn about that yeah. yet many agile implementations fail most of them fail mm. not because they're bad Just well, the change approach is, is flawed
1: Yeah, or and so, it's not thought about
2: yeah not even thought about just yeah. random or chaotic or, or or hope and hope is not a strategy so I want to yeah. work with them and give them some hints and tips on that stuff so really they can do be the able, early,
1: wasn't it? So
2: hope is not a strategy yeah. I believe so about Obama so that's not going to. No, no politics. <laughs> um, but but I think this is a great quote because yeah, yeah. a big doses of fingers crossed. You know, I hope this goes well. Fingers crossed, this goes well.
0: So I'm um, I'm, putting, I'm going to put you in the category there of, of a product owner in that regard. Because I just one of the things I'm writing at the back at the moment is product owners have to get a balance of giving their consumers what they want yeah. and actually educating them about what they need. Yeah because uh, often yeah, they don't know what they want no. until they can see what, what's
2: there. Or, or even worse they know what they want but it's wrong yeah. you know they, 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 say they the cust- yeah you've heard the, the, the standard it's not true the Henry Ford quote yeah. that, he didn't say you know the, for those these guys know it but for you who don't you know if I asked the customers what they wanted they would have got a quicker horse instead I'd like the motor that, car it? accordingly he didn't I suppose okay. according to one of his quote websites I looked it up but most quotes aren't said by people oh, you think they're true. said by unfortunately but such a great line but for me <laughs> I often say it in a far more nerdy way which is customers often communicate in the last paradigm so they're speaking the old language yeah. and technology and what we're doing is about the new world yeah. and so often they can't communicate their problem in the modern environment so as a product owner, you've got to hear the old words and somehow translate it into so the new, 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 new words. Language, new. New, new language new stuff
1: Hmm. So your advanced master, your advanced scrum master courses. Then, what sort of things did you cover in them? So we did well. We mainly based it from a the scrum master, and it gets largely based on what we hope and think that a scrum master needs. So we, we are kind of we do live a l- little bit open to what. Listening to people as they turn up uh, what they want to hear about. We yeah, do Yeah, lot. we ask people who sign up what do you want, and we we'll, We did recently. Yeah, yeah, we did that recently. Um, we it's mainly structured around coaching techniques. Mm-hmm. That's probably the lie. The, the yeah, you know, the lion's share of what we do. Um, Team fight.
0: Not, if I say team building like people generally have a, that as a label and, you know, walking yeah. across hot coals building yeah. rafts and stuff is not that fall, <laughs> fall actually, back on someone yeah. yeah. that's what I mean by someone. team building but creating the environment where teams can actually self organise yeah. and, and you know, you're not leading from the front effectively yeah. but yeah I mean, we, we decided we weren't going to do any kind of selling on these podcasts we're not, so not going to be talking
2: about No, no don't buy their course. sounds rubbish um, no but generally is <laughs> that what do people want to know that next step I think there's a big gap. The Scrum Alliance always started out, it was so successful at the Scrum Alliance with CSM and CSPO, yeah. entry level courses to get people c- transforming the world of work. Mm. And I think the Alliance for a long time assumed that other people were gonna step into that, that middle ground afterwards yeah. and fill that. I know there's been a lot of um, antipathy towards the Alliance in the wider Agile community because of those certifications. Some people don't believe in them, yeah. um, some people aren't fond of them. And so I think the Alliance is always a bit averse for putting more courses out there so it didn't look like it was just a certification house or a money-making scheme. Um, but people haven't really stepped into that space, really. Mm. They haven't really stepped in and filled that next step. They've sort of, we've put these Scrum masters out to the world, and then what support do they get, you know, mm. afterwards? So I think there is a case to be made for education and coaching pathways, either by the Scrum Alliance or by independently, by people outside. Mm, um, not, not for money, not for commercial reasons, just to help us all transform the world of work. You know, I know I would have appreciated it, mm. I, I'm sure people would out there as well, so it's, um, well, I'll be interested to know what your thoughts are, and not so much about particular commercial offerings, just in general, what people are looking for, well, what well, they need, what they don't need. We were
0: need. quite lucky really, weren't we? I mean, at BT we had each other, you know, we were sitting yeah. quite close to each other, yeah. and the fact that there was no blueprint out there to copy, was in many ways quite, <laughs> Yeah, freeing because yeah. there was no sense that we could get this wrong yeah. 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 actually the, we had the freedom to experiment yeah. and yeah okay there were pressures and you had the CIO making crazy promises to the stock market about we're going to be 100% yeah. agile by this date but we, we were under no real pressure to get it right so Yeah, uh, no, no, there was no right, right. Was but I think a lot of people who are starting off now do Feel that pressure of okay, well, it's been done before, so Spotify made it work, for example. Yeah. therefore, we must be able to do it. And when it's not working yeah. perfectly, they start yeah. thinking, Oh, hold on, I must be doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah, but how many iterations did Spotify go through? How many failures did they go through? A lot, yeah, yeah they experimented, experiments fail. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think we had it easy, really, in a way. Well, we, then, we, we were but awesome, obviously, but, yeah, awesome. We had it easy. but
2: also, the, the, there's so much support out there now that we were having to um blaze a trail on certain things that if you think about some of the initial large projects we did back then. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't advise people to do what we did. No
1: we did. Well, we <coughs> yeah, made a yeah. heck of a lot of mistakes.
0: Yeah. But um But, but um, actually but we also we actually made some conscious decisions to do things wrong. Because that was the best we could do. Such and as we knew well, so I mean I often tell people you know, the story I can't even remember what the name of the project was, but where S I T systems integration testing was deliberately was not of part view. of uh, yeah. our yeah. Sprint or a definition of yeah. done because those people were yeah. bureaucratically part of another department. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we made a conscious decision to go off
1: and do something that wasn't gonna be done. It wouldn't yeah. at the end of the sprint, yeah. it wasn't done, it wasn't tested. Which is not strong. in effect. We almost created an extra bottleneck. We did because we we had loads of stuff then that systems integration tests couldn't test But a, or had to test. It tested. was better than it was before. Oh yeah, true. And, but B, and it, actually and doing that wrong, it raised the profile.
0: Created the conditions for it to be changed because yeah. we knew it was in
1: the right direction. It's a of theory of
2: constraints, isn't it? Create, yeah.
1: Find the bottleneck, expose the bottleneck, eliminate yeah. the bottleneck, and then you probably create another one elsewhere. Yeah. But that's the only way we've made any sort of cra- yeah. got any sort of
2: traction. It's a, it's. A, I think in Kinevin I think that the term I like they use in terms of good practice, not best practice. Right. I think having good practice out there to give you help on those decisions is really good. Mm. Just don't treat it like it's the answer or the ultimate solution. Mm. Uh, and get some sort of meta framework in place to allow you to inspect and adapt. Because mm. you can't run if you can't run safety valve experiments, no, exactly. you do know, doomed. If it's a massive change, one change, that's it. It's do or die. You know, you're a bit, you're in a bit of trouble.
0: And even if it's just perception a lot of people out there think well if this goes wrong i I might lose my job i might not get a promotion there may well be consequences Mm -hmm. to me not doing this right that's going to impact yeah even if it's not true they Uh, think that so there there we go that's uh, that's our second podcast done thanks very much nigel baker the agile bear for joining us thank you thank you it's been wonderful must do this again sometime we will do
1: cheers cheers everyone see you again soon